Before we get started on today's casual Friday edition of the DNVR Nuggets podcast and the DNBA show, Davidson's has two locations, one in Centennial and one in Highlands Ranch. If you're looking to pick up any adult beverages for this weekend, choose Davidson's. They've got all the Breck brews you could want. They've got the Mile High City Copper Lager as well from Breck Brew. All of your personal favorites. They've also got Breck's delicious 15-can sampler. You can pick it up curbside. You can also get it delivered to your door with Davidson's. They also have the best offers around. Check out their app for their deals of the day. And remember, Davidson's has two locations, in Centennial and one in Highlands Ranch. They're locally owned. And download their app today for incredible deals and sign up for their loyalty program as well. Hey, kids. How would you like to hear this on the screen instead of the great show you came to see? That's what you sound like. Honest. Please cooperate and do your part in keeping this theater quiet so everyone, including you, can enjoy. What's up, everybody? Happy Casual Friday from us at DNBR. Welcome to the DNBA Live Show. I'm your host, Adam Mates. I'm joined by the man with the wind in his hair, Harrison Wind. <laughs> no wind in your hair. Hat on Casual Friday, I guess, huh? It's very casual. I'm very casual. <laughs> Don't even have pants on, believe it or not. Um, I believe show. <laughs> Today's show, just the two of us, me and Harrison, we're going to be um, inviting guests on. If you're a member of DNBR, the link is in the lounge. Uh, in the Nuggets channel of the lounge, so you can come on and join us and talk about today's topics with us. And our topics are interesting. The amnesty provision, it might be making a comeback with the times that we are in, the financial times that the NBA finds themselves in. We might be in a situation where teams can use an amnesty provision. Maybe there's going to be players made available because of the amnesty provision. We're going to talk about both of those. And then in the final segment, we're going to talk about the coolest. We're going to send you up into the weekend talking about the coolest NBA players ever. You can start sending us your list in the comments, or you can hop on the show and, and, and come tell us which ones. We have our list. We each have our list, but we're going to uh, want to hear from you guys as well. But before any of that, Harrison, first of all, how you doing, man, on this on this Friday? I'm good, man. Like, I had a great Memorial Day weekend. The holiday weekend was awesome, but... Um, What'd you do? Went hiking up in Boulder. Hiking, according uh, to our colleague, Kendra yeah, Andrews. It's completely wrong. Very underrated, but... um. Got back up to Boulder, went hiking. Um, back to the yeah, roots. Yeah, like, that's one of the coolest activities we can do right now, I feel like, just getting outside and enjoying the outdoors. So that was awesome. Did you bump into Jokic by chance? <laughs> He's been hiking a lot, I, I hear. No, but um, me and a couple buddies who still live in Boulder from the college days, we have a few of our go-to trails that, you know, aren't so popular like the trails in Boulder are just absolutely <laughs> packed. The deep cut, the yeah. Boulder, the, old, the Boulder people yeah. know the deep cut hiking trails. The, the trails in Boulder by Chautauqua were just absolutely packed every weekend. So yeah. you got to know where you're going in yeah. the times that we're in. In the times that we're in, <laughs> um, I was up camping, which was great. Um, it's like my favorite activity to do. I'm a big camper, and it was gorgeous, and it was just nice to be like around people in a socially distanced outdoor environment. Yeah, so it was it was it was really nice. So, do you camp in the like regulated camping sites, or do you go never. off the grid? Almost never. Yeah, I'm I'm off the grid. Dispersed camping is the I think the like technical term, but yeah. yeah. Um, got our trailer. We got our dogs. We got our. We got. We actually. I would say if like ten is like living inside of a cabin, 
our camping is like t- an eight and a half, maybe a nine. Okay, mm-hmm. I've got camping down to a science. Actually, I should, I should credit <laughs> my wife. She has it down to a science. She has it very comfortable. Well, only the real Colorado campers go off the grid like that. All, all right. those campsites, those are those are for the fakes. It's for the noobs. <laughs> those are um, for the fakes. Ask it. I've got a tra- trailer, like a, a pool trailer, so neither an RV or a tent. I guess closer to an RV than a tent. Um, you know, I was listening to Bomani as I was driving around earlier this morning, and he was talking about the Tom Brady. This was a, from a couple days ago, but he was talking about the Tom Brady playing golf and how um, athletes are just good at, like, it, it, it's funny how athletes can translate their skill sets into like almost anything. Yeah. And I was thinking about this. I doubt Jokic is good at golf. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he was. But it's t- it's tough to be above like six foot seven and be good at golf. I feel like it just doesn't work the same way. Probably like six <laughs> foot three, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. I don't, what's the tallest good golfer? People have been in the comments. Probably I don't tell know. Me I've got no idea how tall any golfer is. I feel like they're all just around the same height. We need RK to, to chime in on this. He should know. He's the he's our Dustin Johnson. Expert. I feel like he could be pretty tall. You could say any name right now, and I'd be like, yeah, it sounds like a golfer. Don't they just all feel like they're around Gary five Jones? five ten to six one? Yeah, exactly. So and you imagine. So I've I've only played a handful of times. I always rent clubs, but I always feel like I'm hunched over and like playing mini golf. So I imagine most most tall people. Yeah, you have custom clubs and everything. But I do. We do know this about Jokic. He's just good at stuff like. Remember when they were playing spike ball and he was awesome at that? I know he played some tennis at the park. I yeah. do think there's something to this. Like the hand-eye coordination just gets refined in one sport and it translates into everything that requires hand-eye coordination. I've got to think he'd be a super accurate golfer. Maybe he doesn't have the power. Maybe he doesn't you have don't like think the Jokic lo- has the power. I feel like he'd be just a. Uh, I feel like he'd just be an accurate golfer, just like a right down the middle of the fairway, uh, good closest to the pin player. I think bad putter. That's that's probably his. Uh, that's where he falls apart. Yeah, but no. Um, yeah, he was great in the ping pong tournament. Oh, like, I right. feel like he's great at every video game. Um, <laughs> he's obviously good at League of Legends, FIFA, Two K. I feel like he could pick it up if he wanted to. Same with MPJ. I was blown away with MPJ. I mean, his first introduction to Denver was him hustling kids out of shoes, which is going to be yeah. a, it's an all timer, an all time like, hell of a way to make an entrance. <laughs> That's a hell of an entrance. But I just remember like some of the guys he was beating were like, "Man, I win tournaments. I'm like the best. None of my friends could beat me, and this dude just like destroyed me." So I think there's something to it, man. These yeah, guys are just good at stuff. NBA players. I mean, they are elite, elite at their craft, and um, it's not by accident, you know. Like like they put in the work they obviously have some natural talent but they've all put it in the work for the most part so that could probably be applied to a lot of things yeah well so let's get into um our topic of discussion today this is a, a maybe like two weeks old but you know the nba is going to lose a lot of money and they not when i say a lot of money i guess it's all relative but they're going to lose a, a a decent chunk of what they were expecting coming into the year and one of the ways that you know it's going to affect the salary cap it's going to affect teams' financials i mean some owners um, have leveraged themselves quite a bit to purchase and build arenas and do all these different things. So one of the things that has been tossed out as a potential sort of, not solution, but part of a solution, was to bring back the amnesty clause and mm-hmm. say, like, okay, teams can amnesty a player, which means you pay them their full salary. The, the Players Association would never let you do like what football does and just say, oh, yeah, that contract you signed, we'd nullify it. Um, so they're, they'd have to pay them. But you can stretch it out over multiple years, and you um, it comes off the books. The most important thing is it, it, it comes off your, your salary caps. So you're not paying, like, tax on it. And basically, it's 
an opportunity for teams to be like, okay, let's reset. This contract that we had is not a great one, or you know, it's going to cost us a lot of money and handicap us for years so we can get rid of it. Um, so the question is, Harrison, if this were to happen, first and foremost, who are the candidates that the Nuggets might even consider for an amnesty? So I actually looked up who they used the amnesty on um, last time around just for, just for fun. They who used it on Birdman. Birdman wow. was owed $4.5 million in 2013 and $4.8 million in 2014. They used the amnesty on him, so got him off the books. I don't think they had really any like god-awful contracts that they wanted to get rid of, or they must not have, to use it on him. Yeah. that's wh- When was this? What year? 2013 they used okay. it. Or yeah. before the 2013 season. Man, so, that's crazy. I yeah. feel like it was more recent than that. Yeah. Does it feel like it's a yeah. recent thing? It does. It does. The the most likely candidate, and like the first thing is the Nuggets don't have a ton of candidates because they have guys getting paid a lot of money and then guys getting paid very, very little money, not a lot of in between, it seems like. Right, right. Gary Harris seems like really maybe the only candidate. I mean, he's getting paid $19 million next year, $20.5 million the year after that. But the thing about Gary is I feel like he still has a little bit of trade value, no? And usually you want to use amnesty right. on guys who don't have any trade value and you have no way of getting rid of him. I mean, Gary, he's still a positive player for them, I think. Um, but he would probably be the only possible amnesty guy. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I saw somebody in the comments say maybe Jamal. Um, I, no chance, Jamal. I mean, first of all, he's like, the Nuggets are all in on him. There's five years. You don't pay him $150 million amnesty. You might pay a little bit of amnesty, but you're not going to pay $150 million for a guy not to play. Right. That, that's the thing. Like, this guy this guy goes away for good. You don't get to use him at all. Like, <laughs> you're, you're paying him all this money to go away. Like, Jamal is the second best player, or arguably uh, the second best player, or the second most important player on a contending team. Yeah. I think um, – so Gary Harris, oh, oh, my daughter wants to come on the show. <laughs> Bring her on. Bring her on. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but I think uh, with Gary, yeah, like, so it's crazy because he is the most confusing player I think I've covered with the Nuggets in that I'm, I was all in on Gary Harris two years ago. Just like I thought, oh, my God, this guy gets better every year. Everything he does is so valuable. He's a Jokic player, this and that. And the last two years have been so inconceivable to me. Like, I just, I honestly don't know what to make. His shot looks different. He doesn't get to the rim. He doesn't, like, finish with all these great moves that often. Um, he guards really well. I mean, he's a great, he's a better defender, I think, than he was two years ago. But mm-hmm. I just don't know what to make of it. And be, if it was one year or one and a half years, I guess it has only been one and a half years, technically. But I, I think I would be a little bit gun shy. But I think if you look at it and you go, okay, the Nuggets have Jamal Murray on a max, they've got Jokic on a max. They're probably going to need to bring somebody else in at some point. Maybe you do just get cut bait with 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 Gary at some point. Maybe you know, maybe not this season, but at the end of next season or something like that. You amnesty. So I could see it happening. He's the only guy that I think is it's even possible. Yeah, probably because I mean, Will Barton. He's on the books for two more years, fourteen million next year. He's got a player option for around fifteen million the year after that. Still a pretty good contract for Will Barton. And that's very tradable as well. I think if you wanted to do that, Uh, it's funny. I was going back and watching our Gary Harris player preview video from this season. And we were all in 
I we know. were absolutely all I in. called him. I said he was going to be the, the best or second best player on the team through one month. <laughs> like, he was just going to come out the gate just blazing. Because, I mean, we chalked up last year to the fact that it was just inju- injuries, you know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, this year he's been pretty healthy for, for, as far as we know. And this, uh, he just hasn't had it. This comment here is so funny. He says, uh, thank you. Thank you there, uh, <laughs> Van Wilder. Um, the one from Bucket, he says Gary should bulk up again. I think it's funny because this year we was all excited that he lost weight. <laughs> like we, it, it, it's one of those things where 365 days ago we were all like, you know what? Maybe he needs to lose weight and be quicker and leaner, and that's why he keeps getting hurt. He loses the weight, and it's just like same thing. So I, I, I agree. Like I understand the thought and the perspective. I just I'm I don't know. I honest to God don't understand what happened to Gary Harris. Yeah. I don't know. What what I think maybe we or we do talk about is defense, but it shouldn't be glossed over that this was by far his best yeah. defensive year ever. Absolutely, you know, he he was like a borderline All NBA guy defensively, probably. And yeah, his offense dropped off for a second straight year, but he was great defensively this year, like way no way better, way better than he was last year. Yeah, he was a legitimate defensive lock lockdown guy. So oh, yeah. I mean. I think in years past, it was like he has his moments, he does this or that. But this year, I mean, he had some really high-profile matchups and performances on the defensive end. Um, so I get it. Is there, I don't, is there any other names that you could even throw out? Like, would Barton get an amnesty? I don't think so. I mean, he's, he's more valuable than his – or he's as valuable as his contract, at least. Yeah, and there's not even anybody in, like, the 3 to $6 million range that's on Denver's books like a Birdman was in uh, back in 2013 yeah. uh, that you would even think about. What do you think Gary's trade value is right now? Because I feel like he's got a little bit of value, and, you know, he still helps you in some areas. So that's why I don't think he's, like, a lock to get amnestied if they did have this rule in place. Um, but like, what do you think his trade value is right now? So he's 25 years old, um, and actually almost 26. He'll turn 26 here in two months by the start of what would have been next season. Um, so it's tough. I think that he's a guy that probably doesn't have great trade value, but I could see him having a strong year or even a strong two thirds of a year all the way to an All Star break, and then his trade value is equal to his contract. Where a team's like, okay, he's back on the upswing. He plays lockdown defense. He can knock down the three worth the contract you don't have to throw in assets but right now i think it's an it's probably a negative value with two years left i mm. think it's probably one of those things where it's like you package him with something you know him and bowl bowl or so you know so him and a first or something to get a team to to give back what would be equal on court value yeah i'd agree with that if i'm a opposing team though i could probably talk myself into gary harris though like like you said 25 has shown he can shoot the ball b- before uh, unselfish player can fit into a system. Great locker room guy too. Yeah, and I feel like that could be a value if you're like a rebuilding team that's on the rise. You want a guy like Gary Harris in your locker room, and obviously great defensively too. So I- I'm with you on maybe the uh, slightly negative value on the trade market, but you can probably talk yourself into him. Yeah, this one's a tough one. So Matt Moore says Gary Barton and picks, as in multiple picks for Drew Holiday. And I'm just on record saying, look, look, you keep MPJ, you keep Jokic, you keep Jamal Murray in this deal. You give up a lot of like flexibility. You kind of are, that's your all-in move. And look, that might be it. I honestly don't know. That might be the move that gets Denver over the hump. I just feel like if you said gun to your head, does that team win a championship in this like two-year window that you have? I don't know. I mean, they have yeah. better odds than they do now, but I just I don't know. I um, think it definitely 
raises your ceiling a little bit, but you know, that's your future. You're right. Like that's the future you're tying yourself to. Drew's under contract for a couple more years. You're giving out a couple first round picks. You better know that that's the team that can get it done. It might get it done though. If you think about the worry about Drew is that he doesn't like shoot the ball well, but if your lineup is MPJ, Jokic, Grant, and Murray, that's four like elite shooters. You can afford to have one like okay shooter. Teams aren't going to leave Drew Holiday wide open. Yeah, and the other thing you got to think about is if Drew is not the guy, who is? Like, <laughs> is that guy out there? Is Beal gettable? Superstar, is there yeah. even another guy out there that could so be gettable true. over the next year? So I don't know. You always keep sit here thinking like, you know, you got to save your assets to go all in for like a Giannis or something. It's like, come on, those guys never are available to Denver. So right. what are we talking about here? Um, with my, Oh, so we have an MPJ off the bench. Get out of here. <laughs> not taking any comments with uh, MPJ off the bench today. Uh, why don't we roll into a first break, and then on the other side we can, uh, we can look at uh, – some of the players around the league that, that could be amnesty that could help Denver. Yeah, so we got the Nux Invitational this weekend on WGT. Do we have our graphic for that? Where is that? This, I can't wait for this Nux Invitational. I'm hyped. I can't wait either. These tournaments have been super fun. Like, I always get really amped up for them. You know, maybe do a little couple practice rounds beforehand, try to get in rhythm, and then uh, log on to the tournament. But if you're not on WGT, download it from dnvrgolf.com. And then all you got to do is search for the DNVR Clubhouse. That's so you can get in the Nux Invitational this weekend. Can't wait. What do you, what do you think you're going to shoot? Also, guys, if you are uh, – what am I going to shoot? You, I mean, I won the first average. WGT event. <laughs> Was terrible up. in the close to the pin. I think the winner is uh, going to be like 10 man. over on this. What is it? Is it all par Nine fours? Holes. Do we know? No, I don't know. Just tough as holes. Man, I mean, I feel like if I can shoot an even, that'd be a winning score. <laughs> For sure. If I can shoot even. And while you're playing WG WGT, crack open a Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew. You can get it from Davidson's, Delicious. one of our partners. Delicious beer, super light. You can drink a lot of them. Perfect for golf, I think. Yeah. So pick one of those up from Breck Brew or Davidson's. They have curbside pickup and delivery as well. We have a very uh, special guest waiting in the wings here. I'm very excited about Ali. You can uh, bring him in. The homie, <laughs> one of the OGs, one of our one of our uh, main followers, all the way from Serbia. The homie Miroslav. What's happening? Uh, double down from Serbia. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good to see you. Uh, pretty good, pretty good. I just isolated myself from my kids. Two okay. doors behind, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the sound will not, not break him. I'm trying to do the same thing. Doing, my, my kids keep uh, running in as well. Um, so where, what city are you uh, calling in from? I actually live in Pancho, which is a small uh, town very near Belgrade, like uh, half an hour drive from Belgrade. So, uh, yeah, enjoying, you know, the small, small town life because Belgrade is, is a hellhole at the moment. The traffic is completely <laughs> Is it really? Terrible, so, yeah. Yeah, I think most cities around the yeah. world, is unfortunately, at the moment this way. Um, now, I have to ask you, because we've been calling you the homie Miroslav for so long. Is your actual name Chuck? Isn't that the no, pronunciation it's, it's of Chuk? 
Chuk. 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 Yes. Okay, Chuk. All right. Yeah. Well, how do you prefer yeah, to be Serbian called? Uh, well, uh, my foreign friends usually call me Miro because it is the easiest way, you know, but okay. uh, I have like like dozen nicknames locally. So Miro is the easiest one. Can you explain to us, because I've had this explained like five times, but I always forget. Somebody told me that Nikola Jokic's name is, nickname is actually Johnny, the way you, in Serbian, there's like this way yes. to like make a nickname and it, it doesn't make sense. Yes. Yes, it's because uh, usual, normal uh, short for Nikola is Nijo. Hmm. Nijo, okay. and when you reverse the syllables, you get Johnny. Oh, okay. So hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's supposed to sound English, you know, to be cool. Okay. So yeah, Johnny is, is pretty, pretty. The, the other nickname, nickname we use for, for Nikola is Yoka, which yeah, is, you know, short for Jokic. Yoka, and my, actually my younger kid, his name is Jovan, so I can call him Joka because my wife didn't agree on calling him Nikola, so I had to go with Jovan, so it is Joka. How popular is Jokic in, in in Serbia right now? I mean, like, is he everybody's favorite basketball player? Well, uh, yes, yes. Actually, there are only two guys in Serbia that everybody's really hyped uh, about. It's uh, Novak Djokovic and Nikola Jokic. So every day, if you look at the, you know, the sport pages on different uh, internet sites or uh, in the newspaper, every day you have one, one article about Nikola and we, about uh, Novak. So this is why actually your tweet about Inat came right away to the, to the Serbian uh, media because, you know, nothing is happening really. So when anybody uh, yeah. decent from, from U.S., tweets anything about Nikola or, or Serbia or whatever, it just goes straight to the to the media. People so people that don't know this, so I just somebody posted the like a screenshot of, of Djokovic being down in matches, like terribly down, and somebody said he wins all four of these matches. How did he do it or something? And I just quote tweeted it with Inat and apparently it made it into the Serbian papers, just that tweet. There was like a little write up on it. And I thought yeah, that yeah. was so funny. Yeah, it, it's really cool because we are not used to have such uh, intense coverage of, of anybody. It's just starting, you know, in Serbia. We don't have really podcasts that have a lot of uh, people listening to every day and so on. So it's it's really kind of cool for us uh, junkies, you know, just to have an everyday fix of, of sport and especially Nuggets and, and Nikola Jokic. So, yeah, that's awesome. So that's really cool. This is this is why we really appreciate you guys. That, that's so awesome. Now, tell me, did you get to read the article on Sports Illustrated by Robert O'Connell yesterday that was talking about Jokic and the Serbian way of basketball? Did you get a chance to read that? Oh, one? yeah. Oh, it's a, it's an excellent article. It's, it's of course, not long enough to, <laughs> to fulfill all my expectations of such article, but but it, it's great. It's really it's it's really hits some of the really, really important stuff. You know about uh, Professor Atso Nikolic and and uh, other great coaches from Serbia. Actually, this is this is the main thing that uh, that keeps Serbia spinning in basketball is those uh, great basketball minds, meaning coaches. You know, so you had Atso Nikolic, then you have Ranko Jerevica, then you have Krešimir Ćosić. He's a guy from Croatia, a wonderful coach. He died 
mm. pretty young, unfortunately. And then we had Duda Ivkovic, Željko Bradović, Boža Maljković. And nowadays we have Igor Kokoškov, who is, right. well, 50-50 mm. US and Serbian coach, really, because he's living in, in the US for the long time. Why do you think he struggled in the NBA as the head coach? I mean, he was in a pretty tough organization, but just one year. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, if, if you get a, a junk franchise like like Phoenix Suns, who, who they, I think they changed like 10 coaches in, in 10 or 12 seasons. Yeah, it was It's just crazy. a really, really, really bad organization. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, it, it was a chance. I mean, I, I understand why he took it, you know, but... Next time, I, I believe, I just talked to a friend today about it. I think next time Igor will get the chance to coach an NBA team will be after the, the Olympics next year when Serbia wins the gold medal. Then, mm. then yeah, I think somebody <laughs> from the NBA will call him then. Is he, was, is he I, I forgot this news already, but he's the head coach now, right? They just replaced him. He's, he's yeah, he the is. head coach. Okay. Yeah, he is. And unfortunately, he, he, he only had a chance to... To, to coach in two qualification games for the European Championship, which is in uh, two years. Or, okay. or who knows, actually. Who knows yeah, when yeah, it will who happen. Knows when. There are Do also, you... of course, those rumors that Michael Malone could join the Serbian team as an advisor. So we'll see if that still happens. That is, the, that is a very, very smart thing. Uh, I, I would really like if he was already the, the, in, in the team in prior years, but uh, what are you going to do? Well, it was I guess he because I think, I think he was sort of confirmed. Like he just didn't want to confirm it. Like, it was a really weird thing where reliable sources were reporting that he was an assistant. And when asked about it, he said nothing's final yet. So to me, it sounds like probably something was, but I, I don't know. And now with, with how chaotic the world has been since that moment, maybe maybe that's changed. But yeah, yeah. do you yeah, no, think... No, no news about that there. Do you think Kokoshkov would make... I mean, he's probably overqualified for this. But if he were to become an assistant for Denver, even if it was only for one year while he was waiting to maybe get a, a, a head coaching job again, how do you think he would transform Denver's, the Denver's team? Uh, I, I believe that he, he would help uh, the rest of the coaching team uh, understand Nikola better, although I believe coaching team in Denver is doing a great thing with Nikola, really. Yeah. And that's probably because they have August Stojakovic there as well. Yeah. which is mm -hmm. which is yeah. quite important because Nik nicola uh, this is my opinion I, i don't know nicola i mean i i'm yeah. just uh, speculating I, i think nicola is quite lonely in the us you know he's uh, he he's not uh, you know running to to somewhere every every uh, summer by accident you know he just loves the small small town he is from so you know when when he has those uh, uh, friendly uh, not friendly but you know uh, faces he can he can speak in serbian to every day it's, it's, it's i like that you corrected sure. not friendly sure. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean everybody is friendly I, i'm sure that everybody is friendly you know but you know if he would have a, you know a, a fellow serbian there well that's uh, also probably why it's been so important that he's had his brothers here and girlfriend yeah. for the entire absolutely, time that absolutely. he's been here. I mean that's been crucial now. Well not the other entire time. Do you remember? I don't remember when it was. Maybe the his, the beginning of his second season when his brother mm. wasn't in town and he right. was in a bit of a rut and some things and it was speculated about exactly that. Maybe it's, you know, his brothers aren't that important to him. Their absence is maybe affecting him. I mean especially now. Yeah, I, I <laughs> now he's at home all day. Like, I read thank book. God. I read a good article about his brothers because uh, 
his brothers, uh, actually the, the older brother Strahinja, he's a good friend of Darko Milicic. Yeah. And he's been with Darko during his tenure in, in Detroit and later on. I think uh, the younger and, one. Uh, or the younger one, sorry. The, yeah. So so the thing is, you know, he was he was really thinking about Nikola not making the same mistakes that Darko did because Darko was a great player. Trust me, guys. He, he's not, you know, just a, just some, you know, fake uh, star from, from Europe. He was a really great guy, but he just wasn't committed to, to training. Yeah. And you know things get into his head, and now he's a farmer. He's really happy about it. He's <laughs> he has a huge land uh, in the north of Serbia, and he's really happy just farming, just producing food for, for everyone. So he's so, actually a, a, a nice guy. So tell me a little bit then, if you know, if you have insight about this about this article. So one of the things I found really interesting was when they were talking about sort of a philosophy behind the way that they teach basketball in. All of um, you know the Balkans is all all of those states that it's about every you don't have a position until you're older. So like everybody has to learn every single piece of it, and then you get funneled into positions much later in life. I think that's definitely not true here in the U.S. Where and this was my experience too as a player. I was always a big, so I was always working on big man things, and it was just like they even have big man camps where it's like, oh yeah the point guard camp, the big man camp. And some of these guys are 14 years old, 13 years old. So you don't know if they're going to be a big or, uh, you know, you don't know. Yeah. yeah. And there is another thing that's really interesting uh, uh, in the in the young uh, young time when, when boys are starting playing basketball at 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, uh, there are organized leagues for these boys, of course. And one thing that is absolutely forbidden in these games is a zone defense. So oh, yeah. in Europe, mm. everybody is, is studying zone defense from day one because, you know, that's that's FIBA rules. It works fine. But actually, it kills creativity, you know, right. because if if you're against if you're against a, a, a double team all the time, you just you will not create uh, enough uh, imagination. So that's one thing I, I remember Tony Parker was talking about this like 10 years ago. He was mad because French kids were just, you know, uh, Put into these zone defense uh, nightmares from day day one. They couldn't develop because they have uh, excellent uh, physical talent. That they, if they would develop, you know, the the basketball IQ and everything, they would be unstoppable. Because Serbs, the only have they have, the only thing they have is is height. Serbs are very tall, tall people, especially people from Herzegovina. It's a part of Bosnia. Sure. Where uh, uh, a lot uh, actually, if you look at the team from Croatia and from Serbia, 80% of all of those guys are from from Herzegovina. It's, they it's hail crazy. From, uh, huh. Yeah, it's it's a small small part of Bosnia with with huge people. So it's, hmm, I'm actually from Herzegovina. I'm not I'm not tall. I'm like <laughs> five ten. But yeah, I, 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 my my grandfather was born in Herzegovina. But but thank you, Grandpa. Nothing. From you, yeah, so. Is there <laughs> are there variations in style of basketball between you know Croatia and Serbia and Bosnia and the different the different states? Uh, now this this might uh, might sounds uh, sound arrogant, but the, the main difference is actually the the coaches. The coaches mm -hmm. are making the difference, and uh, what what I've heard from uh, media from Croatia, the biggest problem of Croatian team which didn't uh, win a medal since like 95 
is because they never have good uh, point guards or mm. playmakers in, in general. You know, you have Bojan Bogdanovic. He's a wonderful, wonderful shooter. Yeah. But Bojan Bogdanovic averages like one one assist per game. He is a pure shooter. I was I was listening to to Andy Bailey about uh, about Bojan Bogdanovic. He is a pure bucket. So so he yeah. he makes a game of thirty points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero everything. It's yeah, just yeah. points. He has so one th- of those is... games, right? He has a game with like twenty five point zero 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 zero. Oh, he's he, he's famous for it, and he's he's <laughs> he's great. If if he would yeah. play. Next to Nikola Jokic, <laughs> man, I mean, that would be awesome. And Could because you he's, make he's the all-Balkan team around Jokic? Like, who would be the best Jokic team using just players from the Balkans? Yeah, well, well, playmaker would be Miloš Teodosic. Yeah, because yeah, he's, so he's a genius. He doesn't yeah. play any defense, but, you know, if you score yeah, yeah, 140 okay. points, who cares, you know? Yeah. So, so, at the two would be Bogdan Bogdanovic. I'm at a big the fan three, I would try to put in Bojan Bogdanovic. Yeah, I would try to put Bojan Bogdanovic at the three, even though he's kind of a, a tweener right now. Yeah. Right. And at the four, I I, I don't know. I, I would have to put Nemanja Bjelica at the four yeah, because yeah, he's also thinking. a great playmaker. So if you have if you have uh, four playmakers in in your starting five and Bojan Bogdanovic is a pure bucket gather, then. You would score a lot. Uh, that, that would be a great team. I'm just imagining how beautiful yeah, the, yeah, sure. the offensive basketball would be with that team. Like, just imagine the unselfishness, the shooting, the passing, the skill. That'd be a yeah. joy. Yeah. I think just Teodosic yeah. and Jokic, just those two. And then actually Bogdanovich, too. I think Bielitz is an underrated defender. I don't know that you win a championship with him as your power forward, but he's not like... Oh, he's good. He's yeah, good. He's, he's very, very he, smart. He, he's dirty. He's dirty, you know. He he does the dirty work, so yeah. He he is he is as good as you can be as you know a, a pale Balkan guy on defense. It was interesting talking to him and Bogdanovich for my when I was doing the thing on Inat because Bogdanovich was just so eager and excited to talk about it, and Bielitsa almost seemed offended that I had asked him this question that, that I was asking him about it. It was really, it was really quite interesting the difference in responses. Yeah, I actually, I actually, my good friend is a friend of Nemanja Bielica, if you believe me or, or not, whatever. <laughs> and and he told me he's just a guy that doesn't, he doesn't like media. You know, well, to that's, be that's so so. You know, I mean, it's not, it's not. It doesn't. He doesn't like you know talking to 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 strangers. He has a his small crew of guys. Yeah. He he lives in in a, a part of Belgrade called New Belgrade, and. He's just in in the blocks over there with his friends every summer, and you know it's it's quite exclusive. Uh, exclusive. I, I was thinking about it really. So th- this uh, is what I have about it. This he's an elite company of hating the media, of which every NBA player also falls into that category. <laughs> so I mean, they genuinely hate yeah. when we come around. Um, okay. Yeah, but I was surprised because your question was excellent. I mean. I mean, talking to 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 an NBA guy about Inat, and he he just wouldn't speak he, about it. It's, it's well, he made crazy. it seem as if he'd never heard ma- the ma- word at first, and I was like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 that's that's. Sometimes it's about when you catch these guys too. Maybe he was coming off a bad practice or something. No, it was a bad, loss. A bad... It was after the game that they, 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 oh, they lost. Oh, there you and, go. But I had asked him before the game, and he said no. And so I was like, he's like, after the game we'll talk, and I'm like, well, this. Now I gotta hope that, they, uh, that the Kings win. I guess. 
so kind of fun. Yeah, and and the, and kings have the, the the Serbian community community over there. You have Vlade, you have yeah. Peđa Stojaković, you have uh, Kokoškov, you have uh, uh, Nemanja, you have Bogdan. It's it's crazy wow. out there. I mean, yeah. you you can imagine how 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 much we loved kings in the early 2000s. It was it was crazy. Yeah. It was actually. The first years we we could actually have all the games of the finals or the conference finals live on on our TV. So uh, oh, it was great. It was yeah. great. And yeah, I I would love to have something similar in in Denver because uh, the the diehards are completely on on Denver train. Absolutely, you know. But it's the diehards really. It's yeah. I don't know. It's probably like five thousand of us yeah. crazy about the Nuggets and and that's more or less it well why don't we take uh, another break we'll keep you on Miroslav, and then on the other side we have another guest waiting sort of in the wings we'll bring him on as well and we'll talk about this amnesty idea um you know and, and just kind of get your thoughts on it as we go but um oh. first we'll hit a break yeah so yesterday we did our uh, or i did my DraftKings pick of the week went with the Kiwoom heroes oh, and our guy know. eric Jokic. Jokic. Did he do it for us? The Kiwum Heroes, five to one over the KT wins. That's what I'm talking they won about. and they covered. Never bet against Jokic. Any Jokic. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's the Jokic. Uh, guys, but of course, DraftKings has brought legal sports betting to Colorado. You can bet on the KBO. We've got UFC so coming up won. this weekend. I know. I'm now two and one in my DraftKings uh, pick of the it's week. Not bad. Not bad. Not Make bad. Uh, so you can download the DraftKings, the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. And DraftKings is totally legit. Obviously, it's legal in Colorado. It's not one of those offshore accounts that you might have used in the past where you win money and then you're not exactly sure if you're actually going to get it back. You will, of course, with DraftKings, and don't forget to enter the code DNVR and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonuses so comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to 500 bucks. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And of course, you guys can get 20% off Strava Craft Coffee as well when you use the code DNVR20 at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Hit it up. <laughs> Allie, can we bring it on Darwin? We got a, we got Darwin waiting there. We go, hey, Darwin, what's going on? Oh, my God, look at this beard. <laughs> yeah, it's getting wild. Yeah. I think I just spotted Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest. I think I found him. This is his home, so. <laughs> this is his home. I'm not um, saying whether I'm him or not. <laughs> so um, we, the topic we were talking about coming into the show was the idea of amnestying players. And, and we talked about, I don't, look, I don't know if they're going to bring this back. I, I feel like there's going to be something that happens to the league that they just have to be like, look, things have shifted so much that we can't keep going on how we are. We have to make some type of adjustments. Maybe it's amnesty. Maybe it's something else. But Harrison has compiled an entire list of players that are l I wouldn't say likely, but to be amnestied, but are, it's possible they would be amnestied. Um, it takes a player that makes a decent amount of money that they, you know, you no longer has a role. So Harrison, let's let's go through this list and we'll have our guests kind of tell us if uh, they want them on the Nuggets. So I've got a top four who are definitely 
gonna be amnestied. Um, oh, well, I, I feel like that's that's where, that's where right. we should start with the no brainers. Um, Nicholas Batum played okay. 23 minutes per game this year for the Charlotte Hornets, averaged three and a half points on 35 percent shooting from the field. He's due to make 27 million next year. Well, he has a player option for 27 million that I'm pretty sure he's gonna pick up. So definitely, um, that would be. <laughs> Probably the number one amnesty possibility in the league. Uh, the three others that I think are sure things: Blake Griffin owed seventy-two well, million. Let's go with let's go with Batum real quick. Okay, I thought we were just. I don't. I didn't think Batum was. Uh, Actually, give us all four, <laughs> then we can pick which ones we people would take. Yeah, give us all four. Blake okay. Griffin. Okay, so my number two is Blake Griffin owed seventy-two million over the next two seasons, Oof. and then uh, has a player option for thirty-nine million. Oh, jeez. John Wall is owed $85 million over the next two years. Uh, $41.2 million next season. 44 in 2021-22. And then has a player option for $47.3 million in 2022-23. And then my fourth guy who I think is most likely to get amnestied, Al Horford, owed $27.5 million next year. $27 million the year after that. And then a team option, which he would get declined if he was still on the 76ers in 2022, 2023. So those are my big four. Has has Horford been that bad this year? He doesn't fit with he doesn't fit next to uh, uh, Embiid, and I think Mm -hmm. it's more about that than it is anything. But so all right, so John Wall, Blake Griffin, Batum, and Horford, Um, Darwin. What do you you, if you had to take one of them there? Is there somebody (laughs) on there that intrigues you? Well, I remember Batum as like the gallo stopper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this was like five years run. ago, though. <laughs> <laughs> life life you fat sometimes in the NBA. Right, right. But he's just, I don't know if it's the injuries or if it's playing in Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, well, that could be it, too, yeah. <laughs> he was really good in Portland playing with Dame, LMA. Yeah. Like, he was an incredible complimentary three. So here's one theory I have about Batum, and there's a handful of players that are like him. They were great right at the the like beginning of positional versatility. It's like, oh, look at this guy. He can guard a bunch of positions, and he's a playmaker, and this or that. But the NBA started developing more and more of those that were just better. Mm. And now it's like, well, we don't really need – Chandler Parsons is sort of another one of these where it's like, oh, he's tall, but he's a stretch forward. It's like, All oh, these guys got paid in the summer of 2016. Exactly. Yep. It's like, okay, it turns out that there's a lot of stretch fours out there if you kind of mold them, but other guys can do more. So I think with Batum, he's like that. He doesn't – once once you kind of get what he is, you can scheme him and scheme out, out of him. So I think he's maybe not nearly as valuable as that contract. Well, he's just well, also had a ton of injuries too. Yeah, the injuries true. have been crazy. I'm going to pull up his b-ball ref. Like, he used to be able to shoot, and now he can't shoot. And that seems like a big deal. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Miroslav? You know. Are you a fan of Batum? Well, uh, first thing I have to ask you, in case of amnesty, so the original team has to play all, pay all that money. Correct. But what about the new team? They can sign them on minimum? Sign so, them to whatever. Yeah. To sign them to whatever. whatever. I think you can. I think there is it like a waiver process, or does the player have free agency to to join whatever team? I don't remember. It, either way, it yeah. would be a cheap deal. It would he would be coming in on a on a cheap deal. Well, if it is cheap, then uh, Al Horford would be a great substitution for Millsap in case he doesn't want to stay in Denver, you know, for yeah. for a long time, like three 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 years, fifteen million or something like that. Yeah, I've got to agree. Yeah. 
I think Alf Horford out of these four guys is the clear pick for just I, I best potential that. fit on the Nuggets because he can be your backup five, which is probably the role he's gonna ease into yeah, I mean, over the next couple he, of years. He would be even better backup five than than Mason Plumley. You know, Plumley is a talented passer, but Horford is another level. So. Horvard's super smart. I mean, mm-hmm, I think that's yeah. as a basketball player. I think that's the diff- one of the main differences between him and, and Plumlee. Plumlee's yeah. not dumb, but what did he? What did he come to Denver to play a backup role though? He's like 33, 34. That's old. He can probably still start. Well, he can't start. Not not with his either. game though. No. It's like it, he's I like mean, Jokic light. He could I, go start on probably half the teams in the league and get paid more. Like I just don't see why he comes to Denver unless he's chasing oh, man, a ring. Yeah. So his birthday's no, chasing the ring, chasing the ring. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's probably a piece of why he signed in Philly. Like the money was big, obviously, and that's like why he left the Celtics <laughs> yeah. because Boston wasn't going to pay him that money. But I don't think he's in a stage where he's going to go to a uh, a bottom feeder. He's gotten paid enough. I feel like. Look at this rotation that Beeston just showed us. Jokic, Grant, Horford. That's the best front court in the NBA. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, by, Horford by, would be a by, great by fit. A yeah. Uh, if he would be willing to do that. I was wondering the same thing about Mark Gasol, who's a free agent. I mean, Mark is a better player. Mark really is a start. I mean, he was a, you know, he's he's a much more impactful player right now than, than Horford Isn't is. Isn't Mark, like, super old now? How old is Mark Gasol? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Mark is, okay. is so more valuable than Horford, Horford necessarily. I'd say they're about they're about pretty similar. But I was wondering if like Mark Gasol it had a final act where he was like fine coming off the bench, mentoring oh, yeah. Jokic a little, and just being like, you know what? In the playoffs, I think he'd he, love it here. He'd love it in Denver. Oh, I definitely think he would love it here as well. Maybe that's I mean maybe that's something like this happens. I don't know. I don't know if Mark Gasol is the type to do that. But. I I would prefer Horford to Mark Gasol because I I couldn't imagine Jokic and Gasol playing a single minute together. You that's know, a good point. Horford, it could do it you know yeah it, definitely that's a great yeah point. horford grant and Jokic, those three could all play together in in every single variation yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, where's yeah, bull yeah. bull in this rotation come on we have to keep <laughs> we have to keep minutes open for my my unicorn um blake griffin's hey, interesting... he can play the three <laughs> yeah there you <laughs> maybe, go maybe you know this is the... if, if mpj is playing two why not yeah. put bull bull on three yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the real long boys are here um yeah so Blake Griffin's an interesting one because I think Blake Griffin, weren't there some comments about how he wanted to be in Denver? Like he was, oh, we lost Darwin. I think there was something um, something about that a while back about how he like really wanted to play with Jokic. I think he might have had a comment about that just kind of offhand, like, oh. Yeah. Like, and then again, who would not want to play with Jokic? I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking yeah. to continue career your career, put up big numbers, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't if think he wants to, to play for five millions, bring yeah. him on. Yeah, yeah, he's in that weird. It's man, you talk about a weird career. Blake Griffin was a star, a superstar, like one of the maybe the five most popular players when he was a Clipper and young and mm-hmm. early in his career. He got better as a player and least rele- <laughs> less relevant. Like, and then he goes to Detroit and it's like he doesn't even exist. So, um, you you never hear Blake Griffin talked about anymore at all. It's like a. It's a reverse Dwight Howard situation, right? A little like, bit, a little bit, yeah. Now, yeah, I saw Alex Caruso was on the Zach Lowe podcast today, and I was just like, man, this is why guys want to go to the Lakers, because Alex Caruso gets to do national broad, like television and stuff and radio. So, so I was shitting on Caruso like all all through last summer. He's but good. he, like, dude has a game. Like It's annoying, because he's the one guy that was actually good from that whole crop of Lakers players. So. Right? <laughs> Straight facts, Adam. Straight facts. 
Uh, who else was on that list? So we went through Batum, we went through Horford, we went through Blake. Oh, John Wall. I can't. John imagine. Wall, who is probably a non-starter for Denver. Yeah, there's no. And there's it's no because of Wall himself, he wouldn't want to come to play a backup point guard in Denver. So. And, and I mean, who who knows how Wall's going to look after you know the rehab and whatnot? He could still be a starter caliber player. No. Derek Rose what? gave the Pistons valuable minutes this year. Gave the Wolves valuable minutes last year. Mm-hmm. Like to some degree. There's there's all these like players that maybe can make this bad team better in a in a marginalized role after their injury or whatever. But I don't know if any of those guys are like get you over the hump as a champion contender guys. I don't know. Definitely. That's like a real weird weird role for them there. Alright, so where's some so, other ones win? Oh yeah. So so um another one I think we could talk about is Chris Paul. He is owed yeah. forty-one forty-one million. Are you are you on the bandwagon, season. Slav? Are you on the Chris Paul bandwagon, the Denver bandwagon? Absolutely, absolutely. Right. I would love Chris Paul. You know what? Yeah. You know what? I would give Jamal Murray for Chris Paul. Oh wow! Wow. Well, if you if you, that, if you made that trade, Miroslav, you, you'd be uh, paying Chris Paul forty-one million next year, and then he has a forty-four million dollar player option yeah. for twenty twenty-one yeah, no. twenty-two. Oh, throwing it all for one title. Yeah, mm. it's maybe worth it, man. That, that, it that's be. one more than what Nuggets have in their history. So, <laughs> Facts. So true. <laughs> so. So, true. Um, so what Miroslav is saying is the exact reason he will not be amnestied. Teams are willing yep. to trade players for him. So as much as his contract is huge, there's a lot of teams that can talk themselves into him being the difference. Yeah. And I think in Denver's sure, case, sure. it really might be. Not only yeah. Here's what I think about Chris Paul. Not only do I think he would make the Nuggets really good and a legitimate contender, I just think it would be so much fun. I think it might be the best version of Jokic that we would get is alongside Chris Paul, and that's part of why I want to see it so badly. Yeah. 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 I think a big reason for that is because Jamal Murray is like a, a very good starting point guard, but he's not like a classic pick-and-roll point guard and really, Jokic hasn't played with one of those guys. Who's the closest of those guys he's played with? Jameer Nelson? Yeah, I mean, Monte yeah. Monte to an extent, but maybe Jameer Nelson, just in terms of being able to get him the ball. And yeah. he was so good with Jameer. <laughs> so good. Like, so efficient. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I wonder if you could pull off a deal that netted you Chris Paul without giving up Murray or, or uh, MPJ. But it did cost you every ounce of flexibility for the next like four years. To me, that's the real the real question. First of all, I think you have to be willing to pay a tax if you're the Cronkies for that, and who knows? I mean, probably not. But then second, you would have to be willing to give to part with if you're OKC and you have all these offers from other people, and you know you get you get Gary Harris, you get um, uh, Tory Craig, probably you thrill. get Bull, you get maybe you get Thrill as well, and you get like all these first round draft picks. Mm-hmm. So you have like. I mean, they they right now just have an arsenal of things like a war chest of assets to be able to use on things. If you can add Bull Bull, two more first round draft picks, and Gary Harris, who's a good you know who's going to play for you, and maybe like a Barton or something else, maybe they go for it. And maybe if you're Denver, you say you know what, we'll never have a better chance than if we get all of these things to go right. And maybe they will. And also, they would have to play MPJ. They'd have to. <laughs> yes, exactly. They'd be to. So it's a win win situation, really. <laughs> Wins all around. What I mean, but what about I mean, ask Rockets and Clippers and to some extent Hornets fans or Pelicans or whatever about his annual like May injury or April Chris injury. Or, yeah, like well, I mean, no, that be, like, oh. that's the gamble you take. 
you have to gamble on something. And if I look, if you're gambling on 35 year old Chris Paul and Michael Porter to both hit, hold up for a whole season, like <laughs> this is Nuggets, man. That's the gamble you have to take. It's a huge gamble. Nug life, Nug life, Nug life, man. Indeed. Yeah. What else we got, Harrison? So another point guard here. This is an interesting one. Russell Westbrook. And the Rockets could be maybe forced into something like this with well, uh, their ownership. But let me just read you off his contract. Owed $41 million next year, $44 million in 21-2022, and has a player option for $47 million in 2023. I would I think about it. I, I, money, I don't see the fit. Money is not an issue here. It's not the money. Well, the, Denver has enough non-shooters right now. Yeah, yeah. He would be his speed though is interesting with Jokic because I do think there's something too like he gets a running start on a cut and he's gonna beat his man off the off of that so I think Jokic would hit him for a lot of off ball action I don't even think the question is his non shooting I think it's his willingness to play the role that would be best suited to play with Jokic which is a much reduced ball in your hands role and I just don't I don't think in any situation he would he went to Houston and this team has really bolted themselves around his skill set rather than James yeah. Harden's I don't James think Harden. he's a fit in Denver either oh he would be a very fun I, look there would be a lot of fun basketball but there'd also be a lot of frustrating yeah. basketball do we have one more um what about Kevin Love the guy <laughs> that everybody always wants to trade to Denver. What if he could just sign with the Nuggets on the cheap? If he was on the cheap, I'm all for it. Are you kidding? That would be another one that's so fun. But again, it's he's, he's owed $93 million over the next three years. If he's in the backup he, role, if he's in the Trey Lyles role, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he takes yeah. that role, though. I don't think one, one position Denver really needs is a guy that will not let Denver be completely destroyed in the playoffs when, yeah. when Jokic goes out of the field. So it's just that one guy they need. So Chris Paul. Perfect. That's him. Yeah. All right, Nuggets, yeah. get on it. We got to get you. We got to get you to go. All right, Easy. So Darwin, you have already competed in the steps, mm-hmm. but you can be an advisor today. You can be an advisor to the homie Miroslav who is going to make his first attempt at climbing nice. the steps. Um you know, your your Denver Nuggets history doesn't necessarily go back that far, Miroslav, does it? Not really, although Denver Nuggets used to have other Serbian players before, like Rastko Cvetkovic and, and Predrag Savovic. Though those guys didn't play a lot, yeah. so nobody <laughs> remembers them. But I Googled that, so <laughs> your questions, bring it I mean- on. Okay, all right. Well, hopefully we have a few questions about those guys, but I'm not so certain. Of course. All right, let's get the uh, let's get the pressure cooker going here. Question number one. These are courtesy of Britain Vote. I haven't even looked at them to be honest with you. Oh God. What? what? Oh my God. What? <laughs> uh oh. I. I... I don't know if I should just like spot everybody the first question because Brendan Vote has in here. Which Nuggets player uses the blue arrow celebration? And his answer is Will Barton. <laughs> Brendan made the questions and he got his own question wrong. Number also, one. I had that question in there literally on Tuesday, I think. Yeah, I don't know what happened here. So we're going to go straight to number two. So you should, get... should I? Okay. Should you what? Okay, all right. Question number two. Should I just... I think the funny thing is, I feel like so many of these questions we go back to again. I'm going to have to start making the questions. Where did Michael Porter Jr. attend college? 
<laughs> definitely think we've had this one, maybe twice. I answered it. So <laughs> let me know if you need help. Mirosoft. Okay, I, I will use Darwin as help for this. Uh, Mizzou. Do you agree? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. Okay. That is correct. Number three, who is the play-by-play -play announcer on the local Altitude broadcast? It's Chris Marlowe. That is correct. Those is Chris Marlowe. Number four, who are the three centers on the Denver Nuggets roster? Okay, so it's Nikola Jokic, Mason Plumley, and our boy, Bol Bol. <laughs> our boy, Bol Bol. That is correct. What do you think, Miroslav? What do you think of Bol Bol? What oh. little I mean, you know as much as the rest of us, really. You've seen the video clips or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to say because, you know, his father used to play in a very, very different era of, of basketball, and they were kind of similar, but... Uh, I don't know if if he just has the body to to stay in the league for the next ten years or so. Oh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, I think so it, too. It's a great option. I if really... he can if he can get on the court, he's a player, man. He, yeah, he I, that's a, a great player. way to put it. If he can get on the court, he's a player, hundred um, percent. We might have lost Miroslav. Oh no! Oh no! Darwin might have to take over for him. He was doing so well. He was. He was doing great. Oh, no. He might. He might come back. I mean, my computer froze like a couple yeah. seconds ago. Let's see if we can get him back. In the meantime, you can do a guest answer for him. Where did Mason Plumley attend college? Oh fuck! Oh god! <laughs> this is an easy one. We've definitely had this one oh, before too. Yeah, no, it's totally an easy one. Duke. That is correct. All right. We got it. We are at the, uh, oops, I screwed up my, we are at the uh, break here. Man, I guess we can't ask, Miroslav isn't here to uh, answer whether or not he wants to keep going, so I guess we're going to force him to keep going. Uh-oh. <laughs> Your internet Sorry, Miroslav. Oh, wait, here he is. Here he is. He's back. He's back. Nice. Hey, it's nice. My, it's my battery. This was the fastest running for charger ever. Okay, well, you you got number five right, so congrats. Ooh, number six. I love that we're asking Miroslav a bunch of questions about college colleges. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You, Thank you, you know, Give him the option to take the sticker pack or not. Do you want to? Would you rather have the sticker pack or keep going? It it is a big big question because it was it would be so costly for you guys to send me sticker packs. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah, let, let's go for the t-shirt. That's how much we care about our members. <laughs> That's how much we care about Miroslav. All right, number six. Where did former Nugget Malik Beasley play college? Uh, I got you if you need help. Uh, I know it's a good college, but, but I don't remember. Darwin, please help. No, it's an okay college. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good at okay. football. 30 yeah. years ago. Uh, it's Florida State. That oh. is correct. That yeah, is correct. This no next one I have to amend because I'm not sure if it's accurate. How many brothers does Mason Plumley have that played in the NBA? Two. Hey, good says you got it right. That it, is it, correct. It's an old question. It is definitely <laughs> an old question. <laughs> See uh, if which... you if you watch the show, Bring there's, there's, there's a good on. chance you can advance far in the steps. <laughs> yeah, I'm counting no, on it. Number eight, which team did the Nug Denver Nuggets beat in the second round of the 2009 playoffs? Oh, 2009. 
2009, we, we did the... Oh, oh no! Battery! Oh, no, we're going to have our first player ever fail this test because oh. of battery reasons. Oh, whoa, I got him! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Miroslav. Oh, um, it's the Mavs. Well, it's so. definitely the Mavs, but I think we can't... We can't... <laughs> we can't... We have a two-stranger out policy. <laughs> oh! Oh! oh what if, but what if I just keep going and then we send Miroslav... If, I, if we win... You know what? I'll Mirror let you have this last there. one. Next, we'll have a three strikes you're out policy. Number nine. Oh, yes. Number nine. Which former Nuggets coach once wrapped the game plan to his team? This is a great question. Great question. Uh, easy answer. Brian Shaw. That, that is correct. <laughs> Brian Shaw, uh, have you guys heard his raps from the 90s? No way. Dude, like, low key has bars. Like, he's not. <laughs> yeah, I know he, like, was. He was this awful is, this here. is a take for sure. This is a take. <laughs> this is definitely a take. A take has been shared. I actually, actually, I, I need to amend that. Uh, the beat he was rapping on was good. He does not have bars. Well, this is a <laughs> very different, very different answer. All right, number ten. This is for us to mail a shirt all the way to Serbia. Yes. Number ten. Okay, we got you. Is he back on? Or he's back on. Number ten. Who did the Denver Nuggets trade with on draft night to acquire the rights to draft Bull Bull? The tough one. You don't get a t-shirt for nothing, man. These are, these are tough. Great job, Brendan, by making number 10 tough so we don't have to pay shipping. Was it Chicago? Oh, they're out of here. <laughs> Didn't even wait for a final answer. Did He's out of here. <laughs> Well, we had to go. We were up against the wall. But that was fun, man. That was great. Darwin, thanks, special thanks to Darwin. Special thanks to Miroslav. It was the um, Miami Heat. It was the Miami Heat that they traded with. We were already recording a show, and uh, the announcement came, and it was like, oh, crap, the Nuggets, I guess they are taking a player. <laughs> <laughs> Such a random one. Um, thanks to everybody who participated in this week's show, guys. Um, we really want this, this show to you know involve everybody and to bring a little bit of, like, joy and lightness into your life and i know basketball isn't happening right now but we still get to hang out with each other and and, and hopefully bring um some positivity especially right now i know our home state of colorado our home city of denver is obviously um with a little bit of unrest but i'm glad that we got to spend this hour here talking to everybody and just kind of going through with this so thanks to everybody that participated stay safe this weekend everybody and uh you know try to do good try to bring a little positivity to, to everybody in your life harrison anything before we hop out uh, I think you put it well. Uh, let's stay positive. Uh, let's stay safe. And uh, yeah, let's have a, a fun and enjoyable weekend. And go check out the DNVR bar open from 4 in the afternoon till 2 a.m. Open late. I'll probably be there, I think, maybe tonight or tomorrow. We'll find out. But um, everybody else, have a great weekend. We'll see ya. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Great shows this week, a great lineup of guests. We've got some cool things in the works for next week as well. But before we get out of here, if you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group, they're going to give you guys a free Sonicare toothbrush. Green Mountain Dental Group is located in Lakewood. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. They're also extreme Colorado sports fans, so you can talk about sports while getting your teeth cleaned. And if you sign up, that's all you gotta do, sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam, they will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush today. 